Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood, having trained more than 24,000 vets, helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura, answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Good morning. Happy 4th of July weekend. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm Will Bangora, and you're listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, it doesn't matter what the problem is. doesn't matter what kind of pet you have. That's what we do here on Pet Talk Today. We're here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior and training problems. Give us a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, pick up your phone. We'd love to hear from you, give you some advice and help with your pet. That number is 602 277 5369 or 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. With me today, our co-hosts, Brittany Duchesne and Jordan Marsteller. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning, Will. I'm I'm pretty good. A little good tired, morning. you know? Had right. a long night. Good morning. I'm good, too. Yeah? Ready for uh, the 4th of July? Yeah, I don't have too many crazy plans. No, you know, you know, I love fireworks and I hear that out here <laughs> in Arizona, it's pretty big. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. It's, it's kind of interesting. It is perfectly legal to sell all the fireworks. Right, okay? right. Um, but it's, but it's illegal to set them off. Mm, makes sense. Wow. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Yes. Well, tell my neighbors that. Well, oh, I know. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Um, we all have dogs. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, how do your dogs do with fireworks? I got lucky. I my dogs are not phased in the slightest. Okay, Jordan. You know my dogs. They are. They're all right. They're all right. They're going to be okay. But I'm worried about Bear Bear Coon just a little bit. He is kind of noise sensitive. Okay, mm. got it, got it. Yeah, mine uh, mine has some some issues and uh, with that. Um, and we're going to be talking about the 4th of July. We talked about it last week, um, how to keep your pets safe and how to keep them calm and relaxed on the 4th of July. It's a huge problem for many, many people. And you know, a lot of dogs, they escape. They're so freaked out by fireworks. They're jumping through windows, chewing through doors, jumping over walls and fences and, and getting out. Yeah. And a lot of these dogs, Believe it or not, they don't have ID tags. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not microchipped. The first thing that people need to make sure that they do right now is make sure that you have a collar on your dog and there's an ID tag. Bare minimum. Yep. If you, you know, always, even if your dog is microchipped and if your dog's not microchipped, you might want to think about doing that. You probably won't be able to get that done between now and tomorrow, but we need to keep the dog safe. So we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. Um, we're also going to be talking about how to prepare, how to prepare your dog, how to prepare your pets for a newborn, an infant baby uh, coming home. Yes, yes, that's yes. a big problem. And 
as Brittany. I'm looking at Brittany and you're, and you're smiling. Now, you're actively trying to get pregnant, right? We are, yeah? yes. You having fun with that? You <laughs> could say so. Yeah? All right. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about um, how to keep um, your infant newborn safe. You know, every year, way too many infants, they're, they're mauled to death for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, most of those attacks, the they could have been prevented. Um, every dog owner, of course, they think to themselves, Oh, my dog would never hurt my baby. Of course they do, or they wouldn't be keeping the dog. But how many times are we reading about this? How many times are we seeing this on the news? So in a little bit, we're going to be discussing in detail the steps that you need to take before your baby comes home from the hospital. But first, it's time for Pet Talk News. So, a study by Dana Koch, DVM, we're talking about the 10 most common signs of stress and anxiety in your dogs, perfect for the 4th of July weekend. Firstly, excessive drooling, panting, or sweating. It's common for stressed canines to produce more saliva than normal and to pant continuously, even in the absence of warm temperatures or recent exercise. Second, a tucked tail. A tucked tail can indicate several different emotions in our dogs, including fear, aggression, and yes, anxiety. Three, excessive shedding. Most veterinarians and dog owners can attest to the fact that during examinations, stressed dogs will often shed their fur more than normal. This may also be combined with incessant shaking. Four, gastrointestinal upset. Stress may be the underlying culprit for your dog's gastrointestinal issues, such as nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, or constipation. Five, destructive behavior. An anxious or stressed dog will often look for an outlet to alleviate these uncomfortable feelings. The result can sometimes be the destruction of objects in the household. Six, avoidance behaviors. A scared or stressed dog will frequently display avoidance behaviors, which include hiding behind furniture, turning away from their owners, and even isolating themselves from other humans and the other animals in the home. Seven, aggression in and of itself. In contrast to animals that react to anxious or stressful situations by hiding, some of our dogs have a stronger fight complex and they will display those aggressive behaviors. This could be towards the owner, veterinarian, or the individual directly interacting or indirectly interacting with the dog. Eight, urinary accidents. Inappropriate urination can be secondary to several medical issues, but it might also be an underlying cause of stress. Nine, ear positioning. Dogs often use their ears to express emotions, and when dogs pin their ears tightly against their head, this is their way of communicating a feeling of unease. Watch for that rotation. Finally, yawning. A dog placed in a stressful situation will often yawn involuntarily. We'll look out for these signs of anxiety, stress, and potentially aggression because they may progress into that. Keep your dogs calm and relax this 4th of July. Thank you, Jordan. Yes, we're going to be talking about um, how to keep your pets safe and how to keep them calm and relaxed um, on the 4th, and, and obviously because of fireworks. Every year, 
millions, and I'm talking millions of dogs. I know that sounds crazy, but across the country, we've got about 70, at least, hey, we've got 70 million dogs. Those are the ones that are reported. You know, there's, right, right, there's right. millions more that have not been reported, millions more that don't have, um, uh, aren't registered with their Absolutely. county. Um, so, you know, take that and probably, uh, 70, million probably add to that another maybe 20 maybe even 30 million okay so yeah millions of dogs because they're freaking out because of fireworks are getting killed on the fourth Uh, millions of dogs are escaping their homes on the fourth and did you know that the fourth of july is the busiest day of the year at every shelter that's out there. Yeah. The county you know, shelters, all of them. That is, it's it's crazy because these dogs are getting out. They are getting out, exactly. I'm your host, Will Bangora, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today here on 1100 KFNX. We need to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, but when we come back, we'll be taking your calls and talking more about your pets. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. If you are just joining us, I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today here on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are they absolutely driving you crazy? Maybe you've got a cat that refuses to use the litter box and is spraying all over the house. Maybe you've got a new puppy or a new dog and you've got potty training issues. Perhaps you can't walk your dog. Maybe you've got aggression or anxiety issues with your pets. Maybe it's just some other nuisance behavior. It doesn't matter what the problem is. doesn't matter what kind of pet you have. That's what we're here to do. We're here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior and training issues. If you'd like some help, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you'd like to comment on today's show, you can give us a call if you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area. The number to call is 602 602- 277-5369. That's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. Before we went to break, uh, we were talking about how later in the show, we're going to be discussing how to keep your pets safe and how to keep them calm on the 4th of July. Um, but first, we're going to be talking about um, a really important topic, a, a topic that oftentimes goes um, unlooked, 
Um, oftentimes, um, pet owners um, don't even think about this. Now, those pet owners that have, you know, aggressive dogs, really aggressive dogs, yeah, they, they think about, hey, how do I prepare my dog for a newborn baby coming home? But then there's the folks that their dogs are aggressive, but, you know, they're not like, you know, they're not like outwardly like insanely aggressive. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But those folks, some of them really minimize and downplay that aggression. I see that all the time. And, and I understand that it's, it's your dog. You know, it's like your kid. You know, we're not going to say, oh, yeah, my, my kid's the absolute worst student at the high school. <laughs> right. I mean, he's just a total, just a total idiot. You know, I I don't even think sometimes it's just downplaying. I think occasionally these owners don't understand their own dog's body language. You or know? in denial. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I do think a lot of them are in, in denial. Yeah. Okay. And um no, they don't know the the body language, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, you know, and, and why that's important. Um, but even if you don't have a dog that has any aggression, you know what people don't think about a lot of times? You know, if the dog's outwardly aggressive, yeah, they're going to do something. Right. But please don't call us two weeks before you're ready to <laughs> rock. Okay? Right. It happens all the time. Yep. There's one or two weeks. They're getting ready to pop, you know. And uh, they give us a call. My dog's aggressive. We need you to come out and help us. Listen, folks, if you know you're going to have children and you have an aggressive dog, first thing you need to do is have a professional like ourselves come out, evaluate things. Is this a dog that you can keep? All right? There's levels of aggression, and not all aggression is easily managed. Some of it is extremely difficult. And so if you have an aggressive dog, the first thing you want to do is you want to call a professional. Get them out to evaluate your dog. Do that as soon as possible. Um, Heck, do that before you even get pregnant. Absolutely. If you know you're going to be having a baby, you know you're planning a family, you need to deal with that right away. Now, if you've got a dog that's not aggressive, get someone out there to help you. Get someone out there to help you. Yes, if your dog is not aggressive, get someone out there to help you to prepare that dog for an infant, for a newborn. You don't think the dog's aggressive, but anything can happen. It's it's a brand new animal, a baby. Absolutely. Coming a major change. Into absolutely a major change. Right. And I've I've seen these dogs that are not aggressive with anything or anybody. Until there's one specific variable present. I've, I've, I've seen people that say my dog will never ever go after another dog outside of the home or other people. But sure. the second that that dog gets back into the house and there's a leash on it. Yeah. It's the worst dog you've ever met. You know, mm-hmm. you never know what's going to trigger these dogs. Well, I know that we have dealt with certain situations and people, you know, don't look at these things. You know, if you've got a dog, and this is what they don't right. think about. It was what I was going to say, and I got sidetracked. They don't think about their dogs that have fears and phobias. Right. Okay. Right. That may never, may never have done any kind of outward aggression. But let's take dogs that, since we're going to be talking about 
fireworks, the 4th of July, how to keep your dogs calm, relaxed, and safe. Let's talk about dogs right now um, that have noise sensitivity issues. Right. And what do babies do a lot of? A lot of screaming. <laughs> right. Now, right. you've been um, a lot of screaming yeah. at all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. My okay. son is three. I remember those and, days. And, you know, a screaming baby sounds like wounded prey. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we got coyotes out here. Mm-hmm. And uh you, when they kill and you hear that prey, sounds just like a baby screaming. Just like a baby screaming. So... What happens when you've got these dogs that have these these fears and they've got these phobias and all of a sudden you got this little creature next to them screaming and crying right. and they don't know what to do. Wounded prey. Guess what happens? They go straight into instinct. They go to the amygdala, that part of the brain for fight and flight. They're perceiving something as threatening. They're yeah. thinking part of the brain it's shuts just, down when they yeah, no complex happens. thought, no no rationalization. It's just instinct. Doesn't matter with your with your dog whether or not you've ever seen aggression. Right. Okay. It's kind of scary to think about. It is scary. You, you know, don't know. You don't know. And and half of all dog bites in this country are to children. Huh. I did not know half that either. Half of them. Half of them. That is and I maybe it and if if I may like assume here it's probably because children are a strange beast for a dog. They don't operate the same way as an adult does. They don't they move weird. They move different to a dog and that might be kind of scary. They're like little monsters right. at eye level. <laughs> right. Exactly. Everything is right in that dog's face. Yeah. Their hands, their face, the food that the baby is holding, mm-hmm. all of it. And my response there, even if your dog isn't aggressive, why risk it? Exactly. Get help. Exactly. Absolutely. This should be something that if you have a dog, um, well, this is America. Nobody's going to make it mandatory. Right, right. But, you know, if I had my autocratic way, okay, <laughs> it would be mandatory that if you're going to have children and you have a dog, that you have to have it evaluated and you have to, um, if it's appropriate to keep you have to have it trained properly Absolutely. and prepare it. Um, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things in terms of what you need to do, um, all the different steps that you need to do. But as we're talking right now, the first step is realizing that, hey, don't assume that your dog's going to be okay. You know, I have right. people, they, they tell me, you know, well, my dog's been around my niece and was just fine. Yep. Really? Hmm. Okay. There's so many things that I need to know. And first of all, does your niece live at home with you? No. Any dog can have a good experience. Absolutely. What is the day-to-day life like in that home? Okay. Um, when the niece was there, was the niece an infant screaming and crying right next to the the dog? And, and while it's wailing its hands and feet, kicking and hitting the dog? Because you let your dog on the couch and the baby's on the couch too? Right. That's one thing you need to do, folks, is teach your pets to get off of all furniture. All furniture. 
you're going to have your baby on the furniture. If you tell me you're not, I'm going to tell you you're a liar. I've had a child. <laughs> the baby's going on the couch. <laughs> I guarantee you the baby's on the couch. Baby's going to be in your bed. I know. You're, I know. Thing, you don't want the baby belongs. to go in the bed. It's going to be in the bed. <laughs> it's yep. going to be in the bed. Okay. Everything belongs to baby now. Everything will. Everything. And, you know, here's the thing. Before the baby came, yeah. as far as the dogs were concerned, Everything was about the dogs. Yep. Everything was about the dogs. And now, really, very little is about the dogs. Yeah, they get fed. There's water. They get to go outside to go to the bathroom. But that is usually about it for quite a while. Yeah. Okay. The You know, usually, with most babies, unless you're like me, a baby whisperer, the first <laughs> three months are very difficult. You are going to get... A lot of sleepless nights. No, I'm not talking about not getting any sleep. Sleep less. Less sleep. Less. Less sleep, okay? I remember with my son, um, the first three weeks were really, really, really difficult. And um, he would scream bloody murder, you know. And luckily, it was very easy. Yeah. Get him packed up, put him in the car seat, get in the car, go around the block. He's crashed. Oh. Bring him back into Back into the home and we're good to go. But I that was wish. that was one of my jobs, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. I didn't have to carry him, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I had to drive him around instead, carry him around in in, in the chariot, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about a lot more um, regarding what you need to do to prepare your dog and keep your baby safe. Uh, and we're going to be talking about things that you never even considered. There's so much, so much. When when we go out and we do a consultation about preparing a dog for a baby, we might be spending months working with them. I'm your host, Will Bangora. You're listening to Pet Talk Today here on 1100 KFNX. We need to take a quick break for the news, but when we come back, we're going to be talking more about keeping your baby safe from your dog. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. If you are just joining us, I am Will Bangora, along with my co-host, Jordan Marsteller and hello, Brittany hello. Duchesne. <laughs> and you're listening to Pet Talk today here on the Pulse of Arizona, 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. and talk about relevant topics to help you and your fur babies thrive. Do you have a crazy cat? Or an out-of-control dog? Do they need some training and behavior help? 
If you'd like some advice and you want to give us a call, if you're in Phoenix and the surrounding area, that number is 602-277-5369. Again, that's 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. Before we went to news, we were talking about how to prepare your dog for having a baby, how to prepare your dog for a newborn infant coming home. Um, and there are some very specific things um, that you need to do. And in a little bit, we are going to be talking about how to keep your pets safe and how to help them be calmer and more relaxed on the 4th of July because we've got a lot of dogs that are absolutely terrified of fireworks and it's just it's just really heartbreaking uh to see that but going back to getting your dog prepared for having a baby um one of the first things that um people do that's wrong and even trainers yeah make this huge mistake no your dog does not need to sniff your baby. Absolutely not. First of all, yeah. First of all, if you think for some reason that your dog is not smelling your baby with the kind of scent and smell receptors that they have and their ability to smell stuff a mile away, no. Exactly. That makes sense. They can smell the baby. Absolutely. Trust me. Now, what we don't want is that new strange creature going in the dog's face. And that's what you have to do if you're like, oh, I, the dog should smell the baby. Let me smell the baby. Their mouth is right there next to their oh, nose. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. You know, it's like inviting a rapist to dinner, okay? Yes. I mean, it's just like, seriously, <laughs> all right? Not at my dinner table, okay? Till I really know your character around this new baby. Right. So stop. Stop with that. I don't care what your trainer told you. They're not all right. And I'm not saying that I'm right about everything. Okay? I don't know everything. But I know this. A lot of babies were mauled and bitten when they were presented to the dog because they said, let them sniff the baby. Yeah. I've seen video of a trainer with an owner and the baby... It was the first time they were going to be introduced, and the trainer says, okay, go ahead and let the dog sniff the baby. And the dog almost ripped the baby's face off. Luckily, lucky the father was unbelievably quick. Wow. I I hope this guy hung up his training hat, Will. (laughs) Well, I'm sure he was very well-intentioned. You know, I don't think that he meant to do any harm, but he didn't know any better. But anyway, we've only got a couple minutes to get through this topic, so I'm going to start shooting things up almost in um, lightning round fashion here. (laughs) Okay. Um, So the first thing that you need to begin to do, your baby is maybe going to be in a a jumpy, a swing. Uh, You may have a... A uh, playpen out, a crib out, or something like that. Um, in common areas, okay, where uh, the dogs are going to be. Now, not right away. This is way down the road, okay, that your dog – well, let me back up a little bit. The first thing you need to do is, hey, your dogs or dog is going to be kept in a kennel, okay, and it's not going to be out with you and the baby, the kennel should be in the same room as you spend a lot of time with the baby. So that might be the living room or something like that. Right. All right. They need to spend a lot of time experiencing this baby at a distance 
in a way that they can't get to the baby and you're too busy dealing with the baby. Don't think that you're going to be able to stop and control this dog if the dog wants to go after the baby. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, you might think this is extreme, but I think it's extreme when your baby gets mauled. Absolutely. Okay. So you need to keep your dog confined, but your dog should be in the same room. So it does smell the baby. It does start to experience seeing this movement. It does start to experience hearing the crying and the screaming. And you know, when that happens and they're in the crate, look at them. What is the dog doing when the baby's screaming and crying? That's going to be a good indicator of what's going to happen when eventually the dog does get to come out of that confinement, that crate, and and be closer, closer, we'll talk about that in a second, closer to the baby, okay? But for months, yes, months, you don't know anything about what your dog is going to do with that baby until that baby has been there for two to three months. This dog is adjusting. And it takes at least two to three months for that dog to adjust. You do not know what kind of dog you have with an infant for the first two to three months. And that's one of the reasons why they need to stay confined. The other thing is prior to the baby ever being there, you need to be proactive. First thing you need to do is teach boundaries. No dog should ever be allowed in the nursery, in the baby's room. No, that's completely off limits, completely off limits. You start taking things, like I said, um, a crib, a playpen, a bouncy, a swing, those type of things that you might have in the living room or the common area where you spend most of your time, you're going to get a rug and you're going to put that rug down and and all those things go on top of a rug because a rug has a visual boundary and you're going to proactively before the baby is ever born, you're going to teach the dogs to stay off of that rug. So there's a little distance between the dog and the baby. I want your dogs, when we do allow them to come out and not be confined and the baby's out, to always maintain about two arm lengths of distance away from the baby. Right. Okay. You know when your dog gets to interact with your baby? You know when your dog gets to interact and sniff the baby and and when the baby gets to get close to the dog and pet the dog? You know when that happens? When? That happens when they are about... Five, and until they're five, you need to keep the dog two arm lengths away. I know most of you won't do this. And guess what? (laughs) I know most of your dogs are probably not going to maul your baby. Right. But which one of you? Who's got the baby out there? Which listener right now has the baby that's going to get mauled? Because you're out there. You don't think it's going to be you. Is it too much to ask? I know it's inconvenient. Right, right. Is it too much to ask in order to keep your baby safe? And perhaps in order to keep your dog. Okay. Other proactive things that you need to do. You know, babies are going to have lots of things in their mouth. It's going to fall on the floor. Um, we need to teach the dogs not to put those things in their mouths. You need to bait them with those things, whether it be a baby bottle, whether it be a pacifier, whether it be a rattle, no matter what that toy or what that thing is that they may have and they spit out, um, it's not a toy for the dog. And we need to put those things out to see if the dog shows interest. And if they show interest, we need to correct them. And not just once or twice. We need to do this and have them out for weeks 
maybe a month or two and being able to correct them so that they learn, hey, don't mess with baby stuff. The other thing you need to do is you need to teach food refusal. Why? Because once that baby starts eating some solid food, that baby's in a high chair. And once that baby's in a high chair, food's all over the floor. I know you would love the dog picking up all that food. You don't have to. <laughs> but the dog starts viewing the kid, the baby, as a resource for food. Right. And I guarantee you when that baby is out walking around, running around, looking like a little tiny monster because they don't walk normal, okay, and they're screaming and going, ah, but they got food in their hand. Right at the mouth level of the dog, the dog knocks him over, steals the food. A lot of babies are going to start fighting with the dog. Yep. Don't take my food, and then they get bit. I've seen it happen, Will. Food refusal has to be taught. The only way that your dog should be taking human food should be out of its dog bowl and from you giving it to the dog. So out of your hand, mom and dad, and out of the food bowl. Not out of the kids' hands. Not at all. So food refusal, that is huge for you to have to do that. The other thing proactively that you should do is you can download baby sounds for pets on um, Apple, on iTunes, and get them used to the sounds of babies crying. Um, start off at a very low volume. Start pairing feeding food with that. Pair a positive. When your dog gets really comfortable with that, go up Turn the volume up, pair more food with that. This could take weeks. It could take uh, a month, two months, three months. Do that three to five times a week. Play baby crying with food. We've got to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to be talking a little bit more about babies and dogs, but we're going to be talking about how to keep your dogs safe, how to keep them calm on the 4th of July with fireworks. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back. Happy 4th of July weekend and happy Saturday. Thanks for staying with us. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. I'm your host, Will Bangura, along beside me with my co-host, Jordan Marsteller and Brittany Duchesne. We're here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior and training issues. Before we went to break, we were talking about how to uh, keep your or how to keep your baby safe, but how to prepare your dog for a newborn infant, a newborn baby. Um, but now we need to talk about. We've got about ten minutes, actually, eh, maybe eight minutes, ten minutes. Um, with the time left, I want to talk about the Fourth of July. How right. to keep your pet right. safe? How to keep them calmer? 
and more relaxed. We did most of the show last week right. on the 4th of July fireworks. I wanted to do it then because I wanted to talk about desensitization. Um, you don't have time right now to desensitize, folks. If you it, Tomorrow's the 4th. Um, so all that counter conditioning and desensitization takes weeks, if not months. Okay, You don't have time to do that yet. So first and foremost... If you've got a dog that has any kind of sound sensitivities, don't leave them home alone. Do not leave them home alone. Stay with them. Don't confine them. They're going to freak out and they're going to hurt themselves trying to get out of whatever confinement that right. you have. Every year they hurt themselves. Um, make sure that if you've got uh, drapes or blinds, keep those closed on windows. Dogs oftentimes when they're freaking out want to escape, get out, whether it be a door, whether it be a window. Um, every year, millions of dogs, millions of cats are running away, escaping from the home as fireworks are being blown off and they're getting killed. They're getting run over by cars. The 4th of July is the busiest day for every shelter in the country because, you know, no, not every of them die. And I pray that they don't die when they escape. Pray that they don't get hit by a car. But we've got millions of dogs, millions of pets that are loose, that are stray. So the other thing you need to make sure is that your pet has a collar and an ID tag. Hopefully you got a microchip, but no, not everybody has a microchip. And even if you have them microchipped, put a collar and ID tag. Still do it. That's the first thing I look for when I find Absolutely. a dog. Absolutely. It's the first thing everybody looks for. Everybody. And you know, not everybody has um, a chip scanner. I don't. I don't. That's a thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, it's not just the best. You can just own that. Oh. You can, yeah, yeah. Cool. Just, you know, Amazon has everything. Huh. Exactly. Amazon has everything. Except for the microchip. Right, right, okay. right. But, but you got a reader, all that good stuff. You can probably get the 18-gauge syringe that you use to stick that in the dog, and that is a big needle. I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> big needle. really sucks when you got a little tiny dog, although yeah. the, the microchips are a little bit smaller for the little dogs. But going back to the 4th of July and fireworks, first thing you got to do is make sure you've got an ID tag on them. Make sure that you're keeping them safe by staying home with them and do not put them in any kind of confinement. Now, one of the things that you need to do is you need to find where is the quietest place in the house. Absolutely. Almost invariably, it is one of your closets, one of your coat or one of your clothes, I meant closets. Clothes and a closet full of clothes and cloth like that is like a sound dampening room. It's got more sound dampening material than anywhere in your home. It's going to be the quietest. My recommendation is, if it's not so teeny, teeny, tiny, that you go in there with your pet at the instant you begin to hear any kind of fireworks. And before you go in there, before this happens, have water in there already set up. Have a bunch of high-value food rewards in there already set up. Have on your smartphone already set up, ready to go, some reggae music. Yes, reggae music. That's right. That's right. Yaman. Yaman. (laughs) Reggae music. We know through studies that dogs like reggae music the best. Who would have known? It's 
It, it must be all that CBD. <laughs> it's all that CBD. It's all that CBD that the dogs right, are getting right? now. You know that. That's why, like, hey, Mom. yeah, <laughs> love the reggae, man. Um, so, so yeah, reggae. We we used to think it was classical, you know, but we didn't think about testing with reggae. So right. Somebody, right. somebody out there, you know, had a really good idea. To see which music <laughs> yeah, the dogs would like the best, and, and so they went through all these uh, different music. But have some reggae music in there, okay? And, um, you know, if, if you need to yourself do a little recreational before you get in there, hey, hey why not? It's okay? legal. It is um, legal. CBD for the dogs does not work. Doesn't work, folks. It's not going to help your dog. But if you want to spend your money and give your dog CBD, um, that's okay. There are some things, though, on the market you can give your dog, all right? But talk to your vet before you give your dog, before you give your pets anything. Benadryl. Talk to your vet first. Benadryl can help calm them down a little bit. Dramamine can help Absolutely. calm them down. And a lot of dogs, when they get super stressed, they start getting nauseous, okay? So the Dramamine will also help with the tummy, all right? You can give them L-theanine, which is an amino acid. You can give them magnesium. Okay, you can give them melatonin. All right, there's all kinds of things that you can give them. And there's pre-formulated calming supplements that are out there. Now, if you've got a dog or a cat that has severe, severe, severe noise phobia, you might want to consider talking to your vet about getting some medication. Something to keep them calm, something to uh, keep them relaxed. And like I said, have some high, high, high value food rewards in that closet with you. Now, if your pet is like trembling and shaking and just absolutely freaking out, okay, don't feed your pet. When, well, quite frankly, if, if, don't you think, Jordan, a lot of these pets, if they were that freaked out, they're not going to take the food in. Anyway. No, absolutely not. Most yeah. likely they're, they're not going to gastrointestinal. Take the food. They, it shuts down the yeah. digestive system. Yeah. If it's yeah. that bad, they're not going to take, uh, the food. But for those of you that have pets that will take the food, okay, that might have that, you know, less severe, but quite moderate, you know, still bad. Um, as soon as the sound of the fireworks happen, pairing it exactly at the same time. You want to feed, 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 feed. As soon as the sound of the fireworks stops, immediately stop feeding. The goal here is to pair with perfect timing and sustained timing with the sound of the fireworks, high-value food. We're taking something really wonderful, really positive that the dog likes or the cat likes, okay, with your cat, maybe it's some tuna or something like that. And we are giving it to them at the exact same time that scary sound is happening. And I'm not talking about just one little treat. You know, we hear the boom, crackle, crackle, boom, crackle. I know it sounds different than that. That's the only way I know how to make <laughs> right. my fireworks sound on the radio. Yeah, I thought it was okay? good. I thought it was good. All right. I'm glad. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you for the positive reinforcement there. Um, but we want to feed continuously, constantly. While the sound is happening, and as soon as the sound stops, stop feeding. That's classical conditioning. That is pairing something positive with something negative. That's called counter conditioning. Right now, before that, your pet has been conditioned that fireworks are a very scary, scary thing. And what we're trying to do is counter that. 
by conditioning something else that's paired with that scary something. And that would be super high value food rewards. Now, for some of you, you might say, hey, um, my dog is not food motivated. You haven't found the right food. Oh my God. You haven't found the right food. Um, forget about the pepperoni. All right. Get in that fridge, get some cooked steak, some cooked chicken, some cooked pork, something yummy, pieces of cheese. Liver sausage. Liver sausage. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. But, but seriously, folks, make sure that you're helping your pets. Help them stay calm, help them be relaxed, stay home with them. If you know that they've got some fears and phobias, make sure that they've got ID tags on. Don't confine them because they're going to freak out and possibly hurt themselves trying to get out of that crate. Know that pets that are freaked out by fireworks, they want to escape. Again, you got to make sure don't, well, this time of year we're not going to have our windows open, but be careful when you open a door and you go out, especially during yeah. that time, okay, because... Like I said earlier, millions and millions of them run away every single year. We're just about out of time today. I want to thank everyone, uh, all of our listeners. Uh, be sure not to ever miss an episode of Pet Talk Today by subscribing to the Pet Talk Today podcast. You can find that on Spotify, Stitcher. You can find that on Buzzsprout. You can find that on Apple Podcasts. I think Google's got a podcast thing. Yeah. There's all kinds of platforms, all kinds of places that you can find our podcast we appreciate you have a fun and safe fourth of july not just yourself but also keeping your fur babies safe as well thank you Brittany. thank you jordan folks we will be back next saturday have a great weekend we're out of here